There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning to the podcast. We certainly like to welcome all of our new listeners, like to welcome those of you that listen frequently and often. Uh, we certainly appreciate each and every one of you that listen. Some of you listen each and every day. And we just want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for the Word of God. We are still here in Maine. We'll be here tonight, the last service, 630 tonight, here at the Cornerstone Bible Baptist Church up here in Stockton Springs, Maine. Thank the Lord for the privilege we've had to be here this week. What a great honor it's been. We look forward to this weekend. We'll be at the Oxford, North Carolina, the Grace Baptist Church. Uh, Brother Cecil Newton's been a dear friend of ours for many, many years. And we'll be there through Wednesday as well. And then we head to New York for two straight weeks. So we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. And you just pray, those of you that were coming to New York that are listening, pray for the services. Uh, just take time out of your busy day. Spend time with God. We see God do great and mighty things in the lives of people. Those of you in North Carolina listening, pray next week that God would just meet with us and help us and work. But tonight we're in Maine. I appreciate you praying. I appreciate you praying for the services uh, here at the Cornerstone Bible Baptist Church, that God would have his will and his way. And we thank the Lord for this fervent door he's opened in Maine. It's a miracle how God put us here some seven years ago. And uh, we've been coming back to the state of Maine at least twice a year for the last seven years. And what a privilege it's been to be here and to meet churches and to meet God's people and to labor in the state. We certainly thank the Lord for that. We're in Matthew chapter 8. I'm going to start again in verse 28. We left off yesterday. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gagensians, there met with him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fear, so that no man might pass by that way. And it's interesting that we see different stories, we see different understanding from the scripture, we see different times when Jesus Christ is confronted with devils. We see the apostles confronted with devils. And we live in a day when men don't think they'll be confronted with devils. It's commonly reported you won't have to deal with people that are possessed with devils today. And yet you must contend with devils in the ministry. They're not ours to contend with, but there's times you have to silence them with a the rebuke of the word of God. I've had that happen in services where there was just great oppression in the service. I've had other preachers get up and rebuke those that would oppress the word of God. I myself have had to rebuke people in a church service after a church service because they were interrupting what God was trying to do. They could not see what God was trying to do in the service, the work of God that was needed, and just spouting off their foolishness. It's devilish at best. And you don't know who's filled with devils, who's not possessed with devils. But what you do is you rebuke them. That's why they that sin rebuke before all that others may fear. And that's lost today. And folks are so worried about losing people because they got these big bills to pay and all the mortgages to pay. But the reality is you rebuke them that sin. And when you're in the middle of a meeting and God's trying to work and there's conviction and folks' hearts are stirred, God forbid somebody get up 
and try to correct or try to dissuade or try to steer the service the way they think it should have gone. God forbid. And there's so many folks that will do that. So many folks that love to do that. They like to steer it the way they want it to go. And that's oftentimes just devilish. And we deal with devils today. We deal with devil-possessed people today. Uh, one of the old-time preachers from years ago, I heard him say numerous times, he said when he was a boy, they'd have a mad dog in town. They'd start yelling, much like, you know, uh, books written to kill a mockingbird and others. But they talk about a mad dog, mad dog. And they'd have to go down and shoot the mad dog. And that was a reality back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. And they'd, But now there's, this preacher said there's enough people that they don't need dogs to be possessed. There's enough people that are willing to have devils, enough people that are plagued with devils. And I realize that's too far out for a lot of people, but just read the word of God. Uh, he had a, a son. He was an idiot and sore vexed. We see a child who cast himself into the fire. And we see here there's two that came out of the tombs. He told us that. Exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way. And it's not just men in prison, although there are many in prison. It's not just the Hollywood stars, although there are many Hollywood stars. But we live in a generation that's possessed with devils. And they walk amongst us. And we don't know that. That's why you arm yourself with the armor of God. And you just live your life. You don't live in fear and tremble. And you don't go around casting out these devils. It's not for you to do. You go casting out devils and you're just going to pass them around. You find yourself in trouble. But what you do is you take the word of God and deal with them as Jesus Christ did with the word of God. They wouldn't let any man pass that way. And that's the way they are still today. They won't let men pass because they think that, uh, you know, they're going to control everything. And they put fear into people. They strike fear into the hearts of people. They oftentimes will accommodate religion. And that's one of the tragedies of it. But he said, behold, they cried out saying, what have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Out thou, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And that's interesting. I don't know what before the time is. I suspect before that body that they're in has to leave this earth. And they've accused Jesus Christ of tormenting them. Yet they're tormenting these people they're in. And they may not say they know who he is. They know he's the son of God. And there was a good way off from them and heard of many swine feeding. And I know with the Gadarenean and the maniac that specifically mentions that, that legion, and we'll talk about that later on in the Gospels, Lord willing, but he had a legion of devils in him. And the understanding there is that when he came, he came out of Gath. And why did he come out of Gath? Because they stand on the other side of Jordan. They said, this land is good for our cattle. Thank God for the Herbert many years ago preaching that great message. When your cattle turned to swine, they stayed on the other side of Jordan. They would not cross over. They lived in the world. They lived worldly. They wouldn't cross Canaan. They wouldn't go into that spirit-filled life. And they stayed on the other side of Jordan. That's the picture. That's the type. And they said, this land is good for cattle. The next thing you need, you see in the word of God, they're raising swine, abomination, abominable to Israel. And they're raising those swine. There's those men with devils. No wonder there was devils in the land. They're raising abomination. They're disobeying God. They disobeyed the command that God has given them. And now they're out there uh, possessed with devils. And he said there was a good way off of them and heard of many swine feeding. So the, the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And so those unclean spirits went to an unclean beast. That's pretty common. How do unclean spirits today possess people? They go into unclean people. They have familiarity, this familiar spirits. They know that uncleanness. And many today are tormented by that. Many today are just absolutely tormented by the devils of their life. And I know one of the great follies of today, they did that word of it's a pharmakia, 
pharmacia and different words like that. And they say, well, that's, that's the translation for the word witchcraft. Therefore, drugs is witchcraft, pharmacy, pharmacy, you know, and the reality is you study that for about 10 seconds, you find out that the modern pharmacy, the root word's actually based in Latin, it's not in Greek, and pharmacia has nothing to do with drugs, but that just sounds like something silly. But what preachers have seen today, they've seen so many people on drugs possessed with devils, uh, that they think that that's how they pick them up, is by the drugs. And it could very well be, but the reality is, is most of them are unclean. The drugs make them do unclean things. They get involved with sodomy. They get involved with wickedness and fornications and, and uncleanness. And they dabble in the occult. And they dabble in all of these things that are unclean before God. And therefore, these unclean spirits have plenty of folks that they can dwell in, plenty of folks that they can use. And that's what they do. They love unclean things. And people say, you know, how do I keep the devils out of my house? Live clean. Get the uncleanness out of your house. It's, I'm not limited to Ouija boards and seances and, and witches and goblins and ungodly clothes. I'm not limited to that. It's all about your lifestyle. Get the uncleanness out of your life. Get the uncleanness off your phone. Get the uncleanness off your hands. Get the uncleanness out of your heart. And you won't have to worry too much about the devils bothering you. And yet there's folks that live in uncleanness. They got spiritual uncleanness, spiritual wickedness, adulteries and fornications and deceits and and that's what they're involved in. They wonder why they're plagued. They wonder why their children are so terrible. They wonder why they can't control their children. They wonder why their children fall into the fire and cast themselves into the fire. And that's a true story, biblically. And we say, well, that doesn't exist today. And one man say, well, since the Holy Ghost has come, those things don't take place on earth. No, he that let his will let until he be taken out of the way. And he's letting these things go on, but he's also letting men depart from iniquity. And he's letting these things take place still today. But there's a day when it's all going to cease when Jesus Christ returns to this earth and that no man will have that power. No devil will have that power over him. But yet it's something we just have to deal with. So let's just be honest about it. Let's just talk about it. Let's just be real. It's not spooky or mystical or weird. And I don't have a devil detector. And I go around trying to detect who's filled with devils and who's not filled with devils. That kind of stuff is foolishness. And you certainly go laying hands on people casting out devils. You find yourself in trouble. So what do you do? You do what Jesus Christ did. You take the word of God. He said unto them, go. That's the word of God. That's not our word. You can go to the devil and say, go. They're going to laugh at you. But the word of God is what keeps them at bay. The word of God is what controls them. The word of God drives them away. They're subject to him still. We see that in scripture. He does things that they can do because he's given them the ability to. He's given them the permission to. There's things they absolutely cannot do because he's not given that permission. And therefore, they're still subject to Jesus Christ. They're subject to the word of God. How do you get devils out of your church? Just preach the word of God. How do you get devils out of your family? Preach the word of God. How do you get devils out of your own life? Believe the word of God. Submit yourself to the word of God. This isn't mystical or weird or strange. This is what the Bible said. All he said to them was go. What did they have to do? They left. I believe if you would say to them, go, you might not have the troubles you have. If you want to say to them, go. And when they were come out, they went to the herd of swine. Behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. That's what happens to the unclean, by the way. There is a picture there. There's a type there, but it's reality. The unclean are going to perish. The unclean are already drowned in perdition. They're going to go down. They're going to go into the sea and they're going to perish. Why? Because of their uncleanness. They will not be clean. It's so destructive. It drowns men in perdition. They cannot see it. They understand their own uncleanness. And 
I've probably been saved 10 years before I heard a man even preach on uncleanness. And I tried to study the Bible and figure out what uncleanness was. And I was a novice. I wasn't under strong preaching all the time. At different times, I was. But it was kind of hit and miss, come and go. And I never heard people talking about uncleanness. And finally, I began to study the doctrine of uncleanness. Looked up every place in the Bible where it says unclean or uncleanness. And you realize it's more than the leper that's unclean. Although he is unclean, he's spotted by sin. But there are people that are just unclean in their actions, unclean in their lives, and unclean in their thinking. And the problem is, is we've got a lot of folks unclean in their thinking. Their minds have been corrupted by their own thinking. Therefore, they're susceptible to things that most men would not be susceptible to because of that uncleanness. Now, I remember when I was just a teenager, I'm not going to dredge things up and dredge up sin, but I remember uh, when we would sneak out and my neighbor boys were watching uh, the nightmare movies and the the Halloween movies and all those horror movies. And I hated them. I actually despised them. And I remember just being tormented with nightmares, 14, 15 years old, and couldn't sleep and scared to walk home. And just the awfulness and the devilishness. And people today act like that's just normal. It's just flipping about that. The Stephen King books, he's from up here in Bangor, Maine, not far up the road from where we are. And his books, the horrificness, the awfulness of his books, he's considered a great literary uh, author in America. He's one of the prized, awarded authors in America. He's introduced people's minds to a generation of devilishness and uncleanness. And people watch all the movies of uncleanness. And they participate in the shows of uncleanness and the filth and the godlessness. And yet they do not see why they're plagued. They can't understand why they're plagued with these things. They're not sensitive to what God wants, not sensitive. They don't realize that these devils are everywhere. These devils are trying to get them distracted. And when they're unclean, it's just an open door. Yeah, because that uncleanness has opened the door for them. And that's an unclean spirit. It makes an availability to them. It's familiar to them. And they can identify with it. Two unclean people sit down, talk. They'll have a fellowship it's not the word of God, but they'll have a fellowship because of that uncleanness, because of that filthiness, the pornography, the sodomy, the indecency. And my friend, when a, when a day when the effeminate man is so under the control of his wife and so despised by his wife that most men today that are in that position, they just turn to pornography, some type of a relief, and they open the door of uncleanness to their souls. And they're plagued by these things. So the swine go down to the city, they perish in the waters, and they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything, and notice this, and what was befallen to the possessed of devils. And that's what it is. They went and told everything was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. He rattled their cages. He shook them up. He identified what was wrong with them. They thought it was better for those men with their wickedness and their vileness and their anger and their violence. He, they thought it was better for them to be possessed with devils than it was to be clean. We'll find another, another story of that. He's clothed and seethed in his right mind. They thought it was better than a man have devils than actually be clean. They were so used to the unclean. It sounds like Sodom to me. That's the way Sodom was. Sodom was so unclean. They said, let us have those men. They, they gave no thought to it. There was nothing to withstand them. That's where we are in America. There's nothing to withstand the wickedness except the preaching of the word of God. And most men that carry a King James Bible don't have an ounce of God about them because of the uncleanness that they bear in their own soul. And therefore, when they preach, it's an abomination. When they preach, it's faithless. When they preach, it's actually uncleanness. And they're preaching the King James Bible with uncleanness. 
Why? Because they themselves are unclean. Devils controlling churches, devil controlling ministry, devils controlling lives. What a tragedy. You may not like what I said, but you better believe this. It's right. You may dispute with one or two little things, but you better get to the root of this and find out. If you've got uncleanness in your own life, you need to get the uncleanness out. You need to let God clean up your life. Lord, we'll be back in chapter 9 tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the re-